1: You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we've got a special guest. This isn't this isn't a standard uh, Laughing Couple podcast uh, episode, but the the individual that we're about to introduce. Well, I'll say his name first: Sean Banks. Now, Sean, do you prefer Sean or do you prefer SF Banks? Because everything that you you have is 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 uh, is not Sean.
0: Whatever rolls off your tongue easier, man. So if you want to say SF, you can. You want to say Sean, you can. Whatever works. I'll go with I'll go with Sean. There we go. I'll go with Sean. <laughs> Sean
1: Banks sounds like. It's like a, such a cool
2: name you yeah. know what on what i've discovered like on this podcast is name. there are a lot of people with famous names i agree uh-huh. destined destined for things so sean sean had approached us uh, a couple months back about uh, jumping onto the podcast we took a look at his socials we took and uh, we were just so impressed with what you were doing sean uh with the youth and the community and servicing other people um that we had to get you onto the podcast so although this isn't the standard TLC Laughing Couple podcast. I think the message is, is super clear. It's super important. And uh, we just had to get you onto this uh, onto this platform. So welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
2: My absolute pleasure. Can you do our community a favor and introduce yourself? What, what you do, what you're all about, uh, what your message is, and then we can just dive right into, uh, into the episode.
0: Absolutely. So my name is Sean Banks, and I am into youth motivational development and I've been doing that for over 20 years now. Started out, I couldn't stand kids. I <laughs> didn't want to work with kids at all. Uh, but saw, every parent ever. Oh my God, I'm trying to tell you. Uh, but saw such a huge need in what was going on. And so, you know, my stories are kind of, you know, being led that way. And so we started out with I Am Defense Institute, which is a defense program for women and children. Uh, to Teach them how to defend themselves. From there, we went to Camp Warrior King, which is a youth development camp. That exposes kids to activities they normally wouldn't experience during the school year from there we went to you can have it all youth conferences which is all about motivating kids to go after their dreams you can have it all youth magazine which is an international magazine designed to do the same thing get kids dreaming bigger being inspired by other youth Uh, the team hot sauce brand which is our characters designed to build children's self-efficacy the idea that they can do something uh, and then we have the Success Stacks, which is a, a game that's designed to actually do that. And so, you know, staying busy, man, with uh, all about youth development.
2: I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to get into why you do what you do and, and exactly how you do it. But um, it's, it's clear right off the bat, this is exactly why we want to mm-hmm. on the show. Um, we have not done any segment when it comes to empowering the youth. And the truth of the matter is, as parents, that's really our that is our mission It mm-hmm. should be our mission is to empower our children to be the best versions of themselves right. um, so oh. i'm really really interested in this before we
1: get into all like the lovey-dovey stuff can we do i love you and you're annoying but like
0: youth yeah kid version like
1: what is the most annoying thing about working with
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, so i'll give you a couple of them so yes. the, the, when i first started the most annoying thing with working with youth were booger fingers, right? So these kids that come up to you and they want to hug you, right, and all this stuff, but they just got finished with like, like brain digging deep up to their yeah, nose. Yeah. And they come out and they want to hug you, right? Or they want to grab you, or they want to shake your hand. Uh, that was something that I had to get used to. I had to work <laughs> on my on my moves, man. It's like the Matrix trying to move out of the way of these fingers Seeking coming around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one
2: official booger ninja. I love
0: a a it. booger ninja, exactly. Um, and some of the others are things like on field trips, right? So we'll take these kids on field trips, and you know they know they're not supposed to go, but once or twice we've had kids actually sneak on the bus. And like, yeah, <laughs> actually, really? To sneak on the bus, yeah, because they want to go on a field trip that they're not supposed to go on. Their parents say, so "How old go. are they?" Uh, oh man, we've had kids like eight, nine. We've had a oh my teams. god, yeah. little rebels. Yeah, the rebels. And so we had to start making arm bands, like how yeah, you go yeah. to a club or a, a game, uh, for the kids that could actually go. Because we had kids sneaking on the bus, we'd have to turn around, right? So. Those are my two. I love you, but you're annoying. The second one is you're annoying, and you could get us in a lot of trouble. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're annoying, so, yeah. and this isn't like a nightclub. But like yeah. child,
2: child abduction what are you doing? is not necessarily. Right. Uh, Right. seen in you know good light <laughs> exactly. what
0: are you doing why are you here you're supposed to be at camp exactly i
1: love that i wasn't honestly i wasn't expecting you to say that so like yeah. i just feel like that's so ballsy. i'm picturing
0: now. i'm picturing like
2: eight-year-olds at the bottom like holding on to the to like underneath the, the seats? The, yeah, yeah. no oh <laughs> under, under the bus
0: under the bus <laughs> <laughs> no they're, they're more like um you know you count the kids and you'll have one that has a blanket over their head and so instead of pulling the blanket off over their head, once they've done the count, it's that kid. Or there's another kid squished in the seat between that child. Yeah, right. it's, it's stuff like that that they'll do.
1: Oh my yeah. God.
2: Yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So it, it takes a team effort to sneak a kid onto a bus. It's a, it's a team effort,
0: exactly. I love that. Yeah, it's a lot of okay. people. Yeah.
1: Let's uh reverse here. So you said that you started um the defense, like that's how you kind of got into this. Can you tell us a little bit of, more about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what happened is, and when I was about 17 years old, my aunt and cousin were murdered in a domestic violence situation. And that murder, it, it really rocked our family, right? Our close-knit family. She was coming down to my sister's wedding and she went back that night and he stabbed her to death and then stabbed my, my cousin, nine-year-old cousin. And oh so at that time, I really said, okay, I'm going to do something you know, in their honor. I couldn't do anything about their, their death, but I could do something in their honor. It was 10 years from that time until I started the I Am Defense Institute. And I started that because the real estate market had crashed back in about 2008. Things were just going Mm -hmm. crazy. And a buddy of mine said, hey, look, man, let's figure out how we can make some things happen. And so we started teaching martial arts at schools. And it was at that time that the seed kind of came up out of my heart, like, oh, man, this is something I can do Mm -hmm. to honor my aunt and my cousin. And so that was where the passion started to come because I did not want to work with kids at all. And so we started going around to different schools around the city of Atlanta, going to different youth programs, and the moms that were dropping their kids off would say, "Hey, look, you know, uh, can you teach me something to be able to walk safely to my car? Can you teach me how to, you know, protect myself if I'm in a situation with a boyfriend or something going on?" And you were like, "Okay, absolutely." And it just kind of started from there.
1: That yeah. that's a super powerful. Yeah. Um. How long did you and are you still running these programs? Or is yes. this just like you've moved. You are. Yeah. Oh, still. Okay, yeah. So still running them. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Like, when do you breathe? uh
0: at so night, going <laughs> at night I mean, really <laughs> go to bed i mean i don't do as many classes as i used to uh right. but we still keep them going because it has such a great impact on the youth uh and yeah. just in building their confidence so we keep those going <laughs> well, you know, what, I was gonna, what i was gonna say is when you're passionate about something
2: you i find that when you're passionate about something you can run a lot longer than you normally would yeah think, right absolutely um, and I and I find that people who are not inspired, and this is nothing against them, but people who are not inspired don't understand the work ethic of someone who is inspired because it doesn't it doesn't seem like a work ethic to someone who's inspired. It seems like I got to do the next thing. I got to mm-hmm. do something bigger. I got to do it quicker. I got to do it faster. I got to I got to help more people. And it's very evident to me with all of the projects that you're going on that you're really in a space of a creativity, but mainly
0: passion. Right, because mm-hmm. right. you have to be passionate about it because you're dealing with challenges, right? You deal with challenges yeah. all the time. Uh, and if you're not passionate about it, you'll quit. And that's anything that you do. Uh, you can't just chase it for, you know, for, for money or for you know, fame or accolades because all that stuff will eventually run away, right? It, it gets difficult and you have to make a lot of sacrifices. Your family has to make a lot of sacrifices. And so you have to be passionate about it, absolutely.
1: So two questions, one what what had flipped you to like, you know what, maybe I don't hate kids if <laughs> I want to work with them. <laughs> like, was there like a moment or was it like, ah, they're all right.
2: Like, conceptually, uh, kids are shit.
1: Yeah, they're so but, annoying. Basically, right.
2: they're not that bad.
1: Right, right, like right. Other, people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other people's kids are annoying. Like right. our kids, I mean, that's fine. But if you, if you say that you love all kids, you're, you're lying.
0: Like you're lying. Yeah, if you're somebody's like, they love all kids, they're lying. Yeah, I don't know lying. how you could. I mean, because they are there are little people who are completely unfiltered, right? And so they say what comes across their screen. If it comes across their screen, it's coming out their mouth. And uh, what really changed was the need, right? Mm -hmm. So we're teaching these classes, teaching these martial arts classes, and we're realizing that, okay, these kids need personal development, right? We're teaching them how to, you know, kick and punch and how to have confidence, but they're lacking work ethic or they're lacking um, social skills. They're lacking all these other needs. And it was the need that started driving me towards going into youth development. And then when I started seeing kids that were really going through things in life, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was abuse or just, you know, being hungry or, uh, and these are kids on all different spectrums, right? You got kids that are, you know, parents don't have a lot of money and they're dealing with issues. Parents got a ton of money and they're dealing with issues. Mm -hmm. And when I started seeing that it was affecting all children, then it was like, man, okay, we can really do something about it and there's not enough being done. Uh, when I started traveling internationally and I started doing conferences, I realized there were children in other parts of the world that were dealing with the exact same issues that kids were dealing with in the United States. And I said, okay, this is something that, you know, I'm really, it started, so it started hitting my heart is mm-hmm. what started happening. And when it started hitting my heart, it's like, okay, you know, how can we not do it? Right. Yeah.
1: So can you give us a little, example? what's question number two? I
0: forget I was so <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say something, but I'm basically oh amazing. I, oh, oh, I do, too. I remember.
1: Do you have kids of your own?
0: Yes, I do. I have two boys. Oh. Yeah, See, I, have, I knew
1: it was something. Yeah,
0: I have two boys and they, they keep me extremely busy. And I will tell you a joke about one of them before we are done. Yes. Yes. It's real it's hilarious. Are you gonna tell that joke or, or, or wait before we're done? I can do it whenever I can do it now. Yeah, I, it's, a story. A joke. it's actually a, a story. Joke. Right? Yeah, right. Go for it. Of like, I love you, but you're annoying, right? One of those yes. kind of stories. All right. So my youngest son, Ellis, he's four years old, and he's going to swimming three months right we couldn't get him to pass the next level because he wouldn't put his head in the water and they're like look mr banks there's no way we could pass him on if he's not going to pass his swimming lesson right this part right. i'm like okay we gotta do something man because i'm not gonna keep paying for these classes and you're, you're not putting your head in the water yeah. so one day you know giving him a bath and i'm on my knees right by the tub right you give him a bath and i said okay ellis daddy's gonna put his head in the water and i'm gonna show you how to blow bubbles and then you're gonna do it okay he says okay so I put my head in the water, man. I'm blowing the bubbles. Brrr, come up. And he's like cracking up laughing. And I said, okay, now it's your turn. He's like, I'm not gonna do it. All right, daddy's gonna do it one more time. Okay, then you're gonna do it. Okay, get in water. Brrr, blowing the bubbles, come up. He's cracking up laughing like hysterically. So I can't understand why he's laughing. My mm-hmm. wife is filming it. She says to me, You know, he's just pissed in the water, right? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he had peed in the water and then let me put my head in the water and blow bubbles to come up twice. and he was like yeah, twice did, twice yeah. Did, yeah. Your, <laughs> did your wife know she knew that's why she was recording oh yeah she
1: was like no sorry yeah. you're this yeah. is gonna be hashtag memories She's like, this yeah situation. this is yeah
0: that's this is very it is on him man <laughs> yeah
1: right right right. <laughs> I, was like, I would totally i would do that like and right. you would 100% do the same. Oh you would god.
0: allow that right. to happen and but, i was just like oh my wow. god dude like really like I, I felt like i had been turned on like what did i do right. <laughs> the
2: best part the best part is is you're trying you're trying to inspire him to put his head in the water and he's not not putting his head in the water because yeah. he doesn't want to blow, blow the bubbles he doesn't want to blow bubbles and pee right,
0: pee. This
1: bubble, right. This bubble bath tastes a little tastes off today right. oh,
2: oh, I'll, well, I'll
0: let you do it, it. right I'm not i love it now
2: yeah. <laughs> now, so you're, you're from the Atlanta area, right? Yes. Um, and I don't know a ton about Atlanta, but what I do know is that there really are two extremes to Atlanta when yes. it comes to the, the, the financial gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see all sides of the spectrum when it comes to the children. And, and, and I think that Atlanta is a really good sample size um, when it comes to understanding the youth and the development of the youth. But you had mentioned earlier There is some predictability in children, whether they're of the wealthy side or the non-side, whether they're from the U.S. or they're not from the U.S. Children are very simplistic in their thought patterns. What as parents, or I should say, what have you seen that's predictable, whether it's on one side or the other side? And then what as parents can we do? Because the main goal is to
0: inspire your children. What do you think is missing? Okay. So what's predictable Uh, when it comes to children is the environment that they're in, right? Number one. So a child that is in, and these are a lot of studies that have been done about it. Children that are in a negative environment, right? A bad environment are more than likely to have a negative um, impact in their life, right? The chance of them becoming Uh, successful in a sense or being able to get out of that situation and to be able to take care of their families and be able to move on uh, is is extremely low, right? Because they're in an environment where they're being exposed to all kinds of things. So whether that's drugs, abuse, alcohol, violence, gang influence, um, you know, the education, right? Lack of education, lack of books. When a child is in that situation, you can almost predict that that child, the, the chances of their success or coming out and being productive are extremely low. So that mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a high predictability, and it's unfortunate. Now, what counters that, and it goes to your second question, is love, right? When mm-hmm. a parent doesn't have to have a whole lot of money, uh, they don't have to have all these shiny bells and whistles, your kid can care less about uh, what you are at your job, the senior vice, whoop-de-woo of whatever, whatever. What they want is your love, and love is spelled mm-hmm. T-I-M-E, Spending quality time with your kid, uh, even if you can't do it a lot, the kid knows that you love them. You love them with your time. You love them with how you talk to them, right? You're the voicing in their head. So it's doing things like telling your child uh, that you're proud of them for sticking with something, even though they didn't do a mm-hmm. good job. Hey, I'm proud of you for persevering through that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's telling them it's going and spending time with them playing baseball or, or tea parties or whatever it is that they're into. Whether you can do it a lot or you can do it a little, it's the quality. Uh, mm-hmm. th- that's the thing that parents can do more than anything. It's just spend the time and let their children know that they're loved. You can get them a pair of Jordans, right. pair of LeBrons, <laughs> right? But they're not, I mean, think about it. Do you remember the pairs of shoes you had when you were nine? Ryan does. Yeah. Well, does. I do, but I, I'm but,
1: but only because he didn't, is this the year that you peaked?
0: I know I, the
2: first pair of Nikes that I ever had uh-huh. were the sweetest pair of Nikes ever. And they were for Christmas. And I I remember it because it was the first time I ever peeked at my Christmas presents. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I ruined my Christmas. And and mom, if you listen to this podcast, I never told you this. (laughs) Have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me.
1: <laughs> embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever.
2: Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control Everywhere.
1: It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe.
2: Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't
1: forget under boobs and vulvas.
2: Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet.
1: Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours.
2: Baking soda-free, paraben-free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, Lavender sage, and toasted coconut.
1: And for new customers, the Lumi starter pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping.
2: Don't miss out. As our special offer, you get $5 off Lumi starter packs with code TLC at LumiDeodorant.com.
1: That's right, over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code TLC. That's L U M E deodorant.com. Control your body odor anywhere with Lumi. I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos.
2: Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring.
1: Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein.
2: And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic.
1: My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving.
2: Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered.
1: Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order.
2: And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked.
1: Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save
2: $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode but in grade 3 yeah, when you got me my very first pair of, of Nike's I I peeked and I saw them I, like, ruined my whole christmas so my I, I remember that. the I remember those shoes only because it, it was a devastating moment in my life
0: <laughs> confessions of, of our childhood
2: yeah but I, do, I do get the point I do get the point now what I will say this is is we are very connected with our kids we try very diff- uh, difficult we try very hard to be present in their lives on an ongoing basis but I will say this as my daughter is athletic. What I struggle with Sean is when I go to her sports and she doesn't try. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ryan's like on the side, cause he played football growing up. And yeah. literally I'm like, Ryan, you can't come to her soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> cause he's yep. just like, I'm like, are you about to take a shit? Like, why is your face <laughs> yep. like the whole time? Because he's so frustrated. Cause he knows that she like has those skills yep. and she's just like. she choosing not to use it. Right. It. right. Right. Like it's hard, that motivation. <laughs> But that's a good segue to like could you give us a couple maybe like tidbits of what you speak about in your conferences to empower the youth when you're in the schools when you're doing the international um conferences and talking to youth like what are you what what can you tell our parents at home that will help
0: the foundational stuff. yeah foundational stuff so there's several things number one and this might sound it might sound weird but it it won't sound weird but it kind of sounds Cliche, the the idea that you can do anything you put your mind to. And a lot of times as adults, we get older and it's like, well, that's not necessarily true. And and it's because we get technical, right? The technical Mm -hmm. aspects of, can they really do what they wanna do? Uh, But the truth of the matter is that they can and that what they want to do will change as time goes on. But the idea for a a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old is to believe that, hey man, if you wanna be a doctor, you can be that doctor you can be that doctor. Whether you're gonna be a doctor at 25, we don't know. But right mm-hmm. now at nine or 10, you need to believe that you can make that happen for yourself because right. it's not so much about them wanting to be a doctor. It's about them saying, can I do something that I really want to, that I really believe mm-hmm. in. So I talked to parents, well, with kids, it's it's called uh, gassing the dream, right? It's like putting fuel into your tank. It's whatever they wanna do, you support it. So if a kid wants to do something, we support it 110% because we need that child to have the confidence to believe that they can do something. And that's self-efficacy, that I can do this. I can impact the world in a certain way. If I see something that I don't like, I can make a difference. I'm empowered to do that. Uh, We talk to them about the importance of socialization, getting along with others and making friends not just on social media, but making a friend at the playground or at school or at camp, because those are lasting relationships that you'll have for years. Being able to talk to someone and say, hello, hi, how are you? Right. You know, what is your name? Right. We talk about that. We talk about the importance of having a dream, whatever that dream is. You know, what is your dream in life? And having a dream board, a vision board, and actually making them quantifiable and pulling them off the wall. Right. So you say, okay, well, what's the dream? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you might want to have a Ferrari one day. That's great. But what do you want to do in the next six months? What do you want to do in the Mm -hmm. next two months? Right. Oh man, I really would like to get an A in science. Okay. Well, let's put that up on the wall. And what do you have to do to make that happen? And you start to give them those steps early, right. In a, in a little kid kind of way so that they understand the idea of setting goals and accomplishing Mm -hmm. those goals, because that's a skill that most people don't get to their older
1: you're you're unfolding it for them like okay you want a ferrari but like 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 you said okay you want you want to a in science what do you have to do to get there so that you're really working backwards without them even realizing that you're creating this essentially this guide for them to get there to get there right to get the ferrari right it's the same
0: principles right
1: and then my second point too um you were talking about can
0: i for one second i'm (laughs) what
2: i really heard in that what i really heard in that uh segment that you just said is is showing interest yeah like being interested in what it is that your kid is interested interest. in that's right and then being the adult in the conversation to actually to your to use your words which are my words which i love that you said, <laughs> that you said that, is actually be the adult and, and unfold for them so that they can see that it is possible right It's not a pipe dream. It is possible if you're interested and committed and then you actually unfold what there is to unfold. That's what I really hear is is, as a parent, be interested in their commitments.
0: I really want to
1: touch back on um, the socialization aspect, which Mm -hmm. is like overlooked, but especially I feel like in what we're going through right now in the world, I sometimes feel like people are now forgetting how to socialize and the kids like they're like i I, and i feel real bad for the COVID kids were like born and i'm how are they going to be like you just don't know because like they're like next level different they don't really know how to (laughs) to socialize but it's true the smallest thing to like make a friend at the park like be be able and be being confident enough to put yourself out there to make friends even if it's not reciprocated and that goes into like we just had a huge conversation about bullying do you what are your thoughts? Like, do you have any thoughts specifically that you speak about in terms of bullying when you're in the conference? Like that kind of goes along with like being okay with who you are and being self-confident, but do you speak about that during your talks?
0: Absolutely. We talk about bullying and well, first of all, like at our camp, for example, we have four rules. Number one is respect. Number two is discipline. Three is to encourage each other. Number four is to have fun. And respect is is key right you don't always have to agree in the way we approach bullying you don't always have to agree with another person with how they look or what they're doing but you do need to respect them right? right because all people deserve respect and respect is treating someone how you want to be treated so we always try to flip it okay well if you're you know talking about this kid over and over or you're taking their toys or you're doing something you shouldn't do would you want someone to do that to you Right. You know, Mm -hmm. would you want a bigger kid to treat you that way and kind of, you know, mistreat you or, you know, ostracize you somewhere? We don't use the word ostracize, but, you know, of course, you know, would you want somebody to do that to you? And trying to get them to have some empathy about whatever that, you know, that kid they're bullying and what they're going through. And that's Mm -hmm. how we approach it. Uh, The other way that we approach bullying is, you know, letting kids, getting kids to understand that life has challenges and that you're not going to be able to hide from the the pushback of who you are, right? So, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter, right? Whether you're, you know, you feel like you're fat, you're skinny, you're black, you're white, you're purple, you know, you're, you know, you're a boy that thinks you're a girl, you're a girl that thinks you're a boy, whatever it is that's going on in your life, you're going to have pushback. Whether you think you're going to be a millionaire or you want to be a garbage driver, and somebody's going to always have something to say to go against what it is that you want to do. And so, what you have to do is be confident about your dreams and your goals and who you are enough, and build that up so that you can withstand the challenges. Mm-hmm. Now, it's different from somebody slamming you in the locker and beating you up, right? That's totally unacceptable. Right. And the way that we deal with that with our programs, kids that are like that, um, we hey, they 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 can't be here. Uh, and mm-hmm. the reason why we're like that is because we require the parents to pay for the program. And it forces the parents to have to get involved because right. bullying, is a, yeah, bullying is bullying is an issue that is perpetuated when the parents aren't involved in stopping it.
2: Right. That was my next question is, is how, how are we as parents on both sides of the equation, when your child's being bullied and when your child is, is the bully. bully, how can we support that situation? Because if my kid's being bullied, the first thing I want to do Let's
1: talk to the parents is right. go to
2: the parents, right? And and I'll be honest with you, yeah, straight up, I want to smash them in the face, right,
1: <laughs> right. Ryan wants right. to pee in their
2: back. But I'm not but I'm not <laughs> but I'm not going to. And there's got to be this balance where our children learn the empower to be empowered in the situation where there's disempowerment. Yeah. And we as parents need to learn that as well. But at some point in time, the parents do have to
0: figure this out. They're, they're, they're kids. Absolutely. The the parents have to there has to be a conversation. There has to be that talk if it's going to be solved. If if the parent that if the bully the parents of the bully want their child to be able to stay you know in the school or the program and be able to move forward and not get kicked out or not uh be labeled right because a lot of times with kids they start getting you know ieps and things like that which are behavioral write-ups uh there has to be a dialogue between Mm -hmm. the both parents and the children the challenge is is that a lot of times when you have those conversations you can immediately figure out why the kid is a bully
1: right
0: right mm-hmm. when you talk to the parent it's like okay, okay. <laughs> like i exactly. see it now and from there it's like okay this is how we're going to handle that situation mm-hmm. because you know either the parent they're just not going to get it right they're just mm-hmm. not going to come around and then you have to deal with it differently but right. having that conversation gives both sides of you know of the situation insight on how to deal with it
1: yeah. It's, I think that when the, when the parents come in, it's a straight defense of their child. Absolutely. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. like there yeah. isn't any accountability for their own child. Like they can right. do no wrong. Right? right. Um, But it's also good to look at like your programs or any extracurricular, they're a privilege. Yep. And if you aren't able to be on your best behavior and have that respect, then you don't get to be in it. Like this isn't, it's not a behavioral program where we right. help work through, you know what I mean? So yep. like, I feel like it's like, all right, you're out then this yep. is not like, this is a privilege to be here. And if you can't follow and respect others, then bye. Then you okay, can't be for
2: me. Yeah, for me, I, so that's great because you're you're creating so much value for them where they want to be right. in a place where their their actions have to match what the what the rules of the game are, right? Right. Where school's not treated that way. School's not right. treated as a privilege. It's it's treated as something that they just get. In right. other countries, school right. is a privilege. Yeah. Right. But in this country and in Canada is the same. It's not a privilege. It's just right. something I have to do. Right. And so because that value is not there, maybe that's maybe that's the answer is creating more value in the school so that kids want to be there. Absolutely. Um what I find, my mom was a little bit ahead of the curve when it comes to bullying. I, Brittany and I were just having this conversation the other day. I said, I don't know if she was ahead of it or not. My mom was a bully in school. Oh and my, wow! <laughs> my, and my uncle, her brother, was bullied in school. Um, my mom told me at a very young age. She said, Ryan, you're you're charming. You're she didn't she said good looking, but all parents say that. Right. You're, you're charming. <laughs> you're good looking. You're athletic. You're funny. You are going to have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to be a bully. She said, but if I ever find out that you're a bully, I promise you, I will embarrass you in front of everyone worse than anyone could possibly ever embarrass you. And she was, she was being serious. It was,
1: it was awkward because Ryan was like six months old and he didn't really get what she was saying.
2: (laughs) No, but my mom engraved it in me. She, she really did. She said, when you are in a position of power, when you're an alpha, you get to be the conscience of your classroom. Right. And if you're a bully, then everybody gets bullied. If you're not a bully, then nobody gets bullied. Right. And she put that responsibility on me at a very, very young age. And you can ask any one of my teachers in, in grade school and high school. Bullying is just not accepted. Mm-hmm. It right. just was not acceptable because I said it wasn't acceptable. I right. would never bully anyone, and I never got bullied. Right. Fortunately, for right. Me. Right. I think I think the onus is on the parents, though. It yeah. is. 100% it's on the parent, but the parent has to be okay with the fact that their kids are, are sometimes assholes. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> right. That your kid, facts. That's facts that your kid is wrong sometimes and that they're not going to get it right. Or just exactly what you said. And a lot of times you have parents that will just enable a child's behavior. They're yeah. totally okay with it. You know, okay. You know, uh, well, what happened? Uh, well, he, he said something to me. I didn't like, so I punched him in the mouth. Well, you know, yeah, you shouldn't let anybody pick on you. It's like, no, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, that's not, that's not how you want him to be. He's he's going to be in jail if you do that. Right. Like, so it's, uh, you're absolutely right. Right. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people are in jail because they made a
2: decision in a moment instead of having them, they were disempowered and instead of empowering themselves, they uh, they acted out in the moment. Um, And that's, uh, that's key. So let's, um, I know we're, we're pressed for time on your time. Um, how do we reach you? What, like, how do people reach out to you? I know that you're international, so it's not just, this isn't just an Atlanta program that you're running. How do people connect with you? Um, take advantage of some of the things that you have to offer for their children? Because you know what, as parents, we're not equipped with the language that you're equipped with. We don't have the skills that you have. So as a parent, how do we get better at being an inspiration to our parents, to our kids?
0: Okay. Well, to get in contact with me is two ways. One is, is Instagram. Uh, you can DM me anytime on Instagram. Uh, my IG is sfdreamsbig. Uh, that's my, or they can reach me there or they can reach me on, they can call uh, if they want to call. Uh, and, and that number, I can give it to you now. It's 678-408-2053. And that's easy. Uh, and I, website uh, is ychiamag.com or they can just look up, you can have it all magazine mm-hmm. and it'll come we'll put right it all in
1: up. the, in the yeah. uh, caption for you. And all the re-
0: resources will, will come up uh, as far as being an inspiration or, or um, learning besides, you know, of course, you know, we have products and things like that, the success stacks and tools. The, the, the biggest thing that I have found is for, for parents is, you know, the experiences that you have and that you've had in life are the best teachers for your children because you've already gone through what they're gonna go through. So mm-hmm. parents know more than what they think they do. Uh, the thing is, is that, you know, it's stop trying to get an A plus on every it, it situation because you're not, uh, you're learning. And the cool thing is that children are resilient. So you can make a mistake with your child and they'll brush it off and, you know, they'll shake it off and keep moving. A lot of times we feel guilty because like, oh, oh my yeah. God, I raised my voice. I yelled at him, ah, I shouldn't have done that. I took it to right? We go through all these things. And the reality is that you're learning too. Uh, I heard someone say when a child is born, a parent parent is born as well. And Mm -hmm. so just like the child is learning and growing, the parent is learning and growing. So again, use your experiences, the things that you've gone through, good or bad, to help shape your child, Mm -hmm. right? And to realize, to be patient with yourself as a parent right? You're, you're going through it. If your child is four years old, you're four years old at being a parent, right? <laughs> They're young and you're yeah. young and it's okay. You're going to make mistakes, but to love them is the most important thing. At the end of the day, love them. Two suggestions before they leave out of your sight in the morning, you let them know you love them and you're proud of them and to have a great day. Before they go to bed at night, the exact same thing. I love you. I'm mm-hmm. proud of you. You know, whatever you want to say, uh, to, to let them feel good because you don't know whether you're going to wake up the next day you want the last thing that they hear from you to always be something positive because they'll go out into the world and there will be a reflection of what it is that you say to them i love
2: that that's so powerful
1: i really liked um i think we should name the episode you know love is spelled t-i-m-e i still that was like it resonated with me yeah
0: That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, thank you so much. We really appreciate your
0: time. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Take it easy. Bye. All right. right now.